Welcome to Real Dudes Podcast. Man, I've missed saying that because I haven't said it in a long time. I'm your host, Carrington, and with me, I got a fantastic guest, probably the most reoccurring guest on this show at the moment that I can think of off the top of my head, Phil the Chef. Phil, how are you? Hey, doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm so stoked to be here. Me too, man. Me too. I, 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 for anyone out there listening, we're alive. We, we've been testing things out. Uh, definitely check out our YouTube channel. We've been posting stuff over there. Actually just released a D&D episode today. So if you're missing, you're missing on great, some great content. However, Phil, I'm ready to start talking about some games. How about you? Yeah, man. I'm always down to talk about games. You know this. I know, I know, which is why you're here. I, you know, I know Kyle wanted to be here, but you know, family stuff gets in the way sometimes. So I understand. Yeah, Kyle and his family getting in the way of all the fun. Getting all the fun. He had to have a second kid. And I'm like, dude, come on, you're so selfish. I know, man. Like, share yourself with us, not with your family. We're just exactly. as important. That's what I'm saying. Uh, whatever you know he's kyle he's gonna do kyle things he'll be back at some point and i hope that i'm on the episode when kyle returns because i'll have a really fun time giving kyle a hard time that sounds great to me i can't wait now no, I was just, with, I say, what are we talking about today so not the thing i was going to mention real quick but i have vr now and it's amazing but i have my thoughts and that's for a different day my friend different day I'm intrigued because from what I've gathered just from talking to you, you seem to be enjoying your time in the virtual reality realm. But we'll leave that for, again, a different day. A different day. Because today, uh, well, yesterday, rather, Microsoft released the specs and price for the Xbox Series S. And to an extent, have not confirmed anything about the Series X, but everyone has a strong um, opinions of the pricing and, and date and all that fun stuff. That's what I want to talk about, were the, the new generation of consoles. I, I have mixed feelings and mixed thoughts on the new generation. But I'm in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm ready for the next gen, obviously, because, I mean, we're... They're getting Microsoft and, and Sony are gearing us up for the next generation. So I'm ready when when they're ready, basically. I, you know, I'm just here along for the ride in, in that regards. And at the same time, what else can they do with the current generation? Like, I think everything's mm-hmm. being pushed about as far as it can be pushed, as we see by all the AAA titles that are coming out that are jaw droppingly gorgeous mm-hmm. and run really smooth. I mean, I understand some of the things that they're going to be able to do with the next gen. So I'm intrigued to see what the future brings. And I'm looking forward to talking about it. Same here, and and I'm also intrigued to see what indie developers can do. I mean, not just because we're an indie gaming show, but in general, I feel like there are indie games out there where they are able to push the limits in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for example, um, Hellblade's newest sacrifice is an indie game, and it is probably one of the most gorgeous indie games you will ever play in your entire life as far as just graphically it looks hyper-realistic, which is something that indie games are not known for, and they're working on the sequel right now for the xbox series x yeah that should be good i mean even basic indie games i'm looking forward to seeing what else they Mm -hmm. can add and and go on with and by basic i mean things like even overcooked and moving out and things of that nature like Mm -hmm. i just imagine they can do like an element of fun that um we can that they'll be able to branch off on and who knows what else they're going to be able to like add into the mix with it it should be fun to watch i agree i mean the 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 indie scene, the indie scene, they know how to push it in different ways than the AAA devs. You know, mm-hmm. like for example, your Activision, when it comes to Call of Duty, they're going to push it to the absolute furthest that they can get away with every single thing 
I'm okay with that. Um, because those games generally look gorgeous. I mean, it, I, to me, it takes them a few years before um, I'm actually impressed. Yeah, they kind of play catch up as well as they get to know the technology a little bit better mm-hmm. and they start to learn how to use it and how to fully, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Expunge? No, that's not the right word, but somewhere that's similar to expunge that isn't expunge mm-hmm. is that they, they just learn how to use it and abuse it in yeah. a good way. And I think that indie developers will be able to do that too, because it's just going to give them like a whole nother realm of things that they can play with and things that they can work with mm-hmm. as to what they can add, tweak and make different because that's part of what makes indie games so much fun is just the difference of what they do. Yeah. And they're it's not, not your typical. Or... Yeah. It's not your typical tried, th- tried and true triple a formula where they're just going to mm-hmm. rinse and repeat, but everybody comes at it from a different angle and is very innovative about it, which I've learned to appreciate a whole lot more since doing the Nindy Focus podcast. Good. And and that, that shows um, great and fantastic. Uh, we were just talking before we started recording how, you know, I'm not completely caught up, but I've listened to every episode. I'm just four-ish episodes behind. And the uh, it's great to see Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo pay attention to indie games more so than they have in the past. Because mm-hmm. uh, before... It was all about uh, PC, uh, where you would have to go for a, a, the indie scene, basically. That's where it was. Um, and now it's great to see the big three coming together and, and showing those guys the love that a lot of those people deserve. And they're getting their own press conferences and things like that, too, mm-hmm. which is just absolutely mind-blowing that these games are developed by very minimalistic studios, for the most part, mm-hmm. are getting the love and the big-name recognition. And I... I I don't want to say that I think that Celeste was kind of a big catalyst to it, but I really think Celeste showed that they can, what can be pushed out of an indie game and that they can be taken seriously with the AAA titers, titles as far as like conversation of games of the year and things of that nature. That year that Celeste dropped, I mean, we had that and Dead Cells in the same year, mm-hmm. and that, that totally pushed them towards, um, I, I feel like at least. Yeah. And even the advent of the Xbox Live Arcade gave, back on the Xbox 360, gave mm-hmm. these companies a place to start developing and showcasing and making their material more readily available to console players instead of just PC players off of Steam and Epic Game Store. And Well, Epic mm-hmm. Game Store wasn't around in those days, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, easier to get a hold of. And on top of that, they're less expensive for the most part than big AAA titles are and deliver a lot of the same feelings and emotions that they will. I mean, you even look at something like an Edith Finch, which brings damn near everybody that plays it to tears and it's mm-hmm. a small little indie studio that put it out and people ate it up it's it's going to continually happen and it's going to be fun to watch it evolve exactly uh and i'm also trying to just fill up time because kyle said he's coming in so, <laughs> so we're <laughs> rambling for a second bear with us all right yes yes indeed um and and two i mean I, i've started to see Indie developers really focus in on sports games recently because my mm-hmm. brother and I were talking about this the other day and how, you know, you don't need to have like any big sports. Like you don't need the Major League Baseball license to make a baseball game, but there's so few of them, so few indie baseball games in the scene or just sports games in general uh, on the scene and in the indie scene that it really disappoints us because uh, if you are looking, f- if you look under indie sports on Steam, most of the time you're going to get something like dodgeball, disco, hockey, 2000, you know, or Dude, something that game's like that. Awesome. Don't it's even bad great. mouth dodgeball, disco, hockey, 2000. I'm not bad mouthing. I'm just saying like, those are the <laughs> yeah. kinds of games that you're going to find. If you're looking in the indie sports scene, when, 
sometimes I just want a normal baseball game, you know? But conversely, you've also got, uh, what's it called? Super Mega Baseball 1, 2, and 3, which are small little indie studios and a lot of fun to play. They play just like the old school baseball stars. Mm-hmm. There's that football game that you and Donovan were playing. I don't remember the name of it, but that was an indie game as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, I've recently I fallen was- in love with Super Blood Hockey, which if anybody has not played Super Blood Hockey, go buy that game right now. It plays like old school ice hockey in the Nintendo and is graphic and fun and silly. So, I mean, they're out there. You just got to search. Oh, yeah, you just got to search. And I've been playing Gridiron on and off on PC. If any guys are, if anyone's interested in Gridiron, where it's uh, five and five uh, American football and everyone plays a position. So you, that, that's been fun. Kyle, what's up, man? Yes, Kyle's here. I couldn't hear you. No. Hi. I am on randomly. I have appeared out of the nether realms and I am on this podcast called Real News Podcast. That is a podcast for podcasting people. Oh, baby. And it's full of real dudes. Oh, full of real dudes. Uh, I'll catch you up real quick, Kyle. We've been trying to talk about uh, the next generation of games, the PS5, and in particular, the Xbox Series S and Series X. Um, So, fellas, now that I got both of you here, and we don't have to ramble on anymore. (laughs) Thank God I was running out of things to say about nothing. Same. To start Um, talking about voxels and sprites and pixels and orchestras and all that kind of stuff. I was about to go there, like, oh, voxel games. Let's talk about that. <laughs> um, anyway, so first and foremost, are you guys going to be getting the next generation of consoles? And if so, when? Sold. Yes. Same. I mean, I, I, there's not a question. I, no. I, I, every time I look on the comment section, and it doesn't matter if it's PlayStation 5 or the Xbox series um, consoles, I have all everywhere. Why would I want to buy this? I'm not getting this. I'm not getting this. I'm like, <laughs> guys, what are you talking about? You, you'll end up with one of those consoles, by, if not by the end of this year, by the end of next year. Hands down. That's, I mean, it's just how it's going to be. Well, especially once they quit developing games for the quote-unquote older consoles as well. Like, everybody's going to have to switch over because they're going to start shutting down the servers, and you're going to be forced into it. Just buy it day one and be happy like the rest of us. Exactly. And, and an argument that does not make sense to me. And... I'm going to say something because I did my research on this, but and you guys can can chime in with this. Do you guys get the argument when someone says, you know, it doesn't have like that wow factor when it comes to the games? I, I, there's that, that there wasn't that game that swayed me to buy the console. Do you guys get that argument, especially for this generation? I see it, but I don't understand it. I never have, never will. Okay, because those games are coming. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. Same thing. Okay. So I did some research beforehand for specifically to talk about this because I want to talk to those people. If you're listening, I went back and I just looked at the Xbox uh, consoles and I looked at just Sony. I excluded Nintendo because they don't follow this pattern typically and they go very much to the beat of their own drum. And they always drop a huge title Nintendo does when they launch a console. I shouldn't say always, but 95% of the time. For sure. So when it comes to Microsoft or Sony, um, hands down, both companies have only done that twice in the entire history that they've been making consoles. Are you counting Condemned? 
on the Xbox 360? No, so this is this, <laughs> you're like, what the hell are you talking about? What's exactly. a condemned? And this is this was this was the criteria I went by. Okay, I went by um, longevity of game. Like, did it make an impact for that generation, and also how it was perceived? So I know, like for example, this generation got Rise, uh, Son of Room, or something like that. Yep, it, mm-hmm. it was called Rise. Yeah, um, nobody remembers that game. Nobody remembers that game. It was a game, and I feel it like was it was free four years later with Xbox Gold or whatever. Yeah, it was exactly. a game, and I feel like that's when people started liking it. Is when it was free on Xbox Live Gold. People were like, "Oh, this game isn't so bad." Well, where were you guys when it launched? So right. a game like that did not last the generation of time. Original Halo on the original Xbox when it launched, never that, heard of it. Never, <laughs> yeah, just a small little game that you know changed. No big deal. Yeah, changed first-person shooters as we know it, both both player and single player. Um, I meant to write it down and I forgot. Um, I the only time, game. the only time, <laughs> the only time, game? the only time Sony did it was during the PS2 era. I think they had two or three at launch. Smugglers Not- Run. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I didn't count that, but I put that under <laughs> cult classic. I mean, just like absolute, like beast of a game that would have swayed people dynasty warriors 2 got mm. it yes exactly that's that <laughs> right there um because i have to look at the uh oh, was really ratchet good. and clank no ratchet and clank no. ssx ssx was one of them uh, and time splitters was the other because they were both sony exclusives yep. so yeah ssx was great mm-hmm. yeah um everything else was either a cult classic like smugglers run or was a new IP that just didn't do anything or was made by a third party and um, well, was an was a established franchise. And that, SSX that's the, was a third party as well. That was EA right. Big. It was, but it was also a Sony exclusive. It didn't, you couldn't find it anywhere else. Now, SSX Tricky and On, that's when it became multi-platform. But SSX was sure? it was on GameCube, wasn't it? I feel like SSX was on the GameCube, too. That was tricky, uh, though. Uh, yeah, SSX Tricky was on the GameCube. Don't make me go out to my other room. Do it. <laughs> I, do. I, I, I am 99% sure the first SSX was a PS2 only game. I'm pretty sure I have it on the PlayStation 2 as well, in all honesty. Um, so yeah, that's the pattern that I generally see happen through each generation, is you have a bunch of third-party established franchises, whether it be like a Madden or maybe a fighting game like Street Fighter or something like that. Um, that's what the third-party devs tend to do. They usually don't come out with new IPs on a on a launch title. If they do, they generally don't last. Generally, like I said, PS2 was the outlier with Time Splitters and SSX, but they were Sony exclusives that were both third parties as well. Um, the first-party stuff, though, that's when they tend to try out new IPs. I've noticed you usually don't get a first-party established IP on launch day. Um, with the exception of the Xbox 360 and PS3, both of them launched with established franchises <laughs> uh, and not too many new IPs. King Kong? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good game, too. That was, that was a decent game, yeah. Um, My Discord keeps crashing. Oh, gotcha. I, you what got, game? You said King Kong? 
Yeah, King Kong ruled. Sorry. Yeah, King um, Kong was good. Um, like I said, generally speaking, that's the pattern they follow. If they're going to try, if Microsoft or Sony is going to try a new IP, it's usually going to come at launch time. They usually don't try to come out with new IPs mid-cycle. And if they do, it's usually a heavy hitter that they've been working on since launch. There we go. Um, Call of Duty 2 came out with launch on the Xbox 360 as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that went under the established franchise because it was already... The first Call of Duty doesn't count. Oh, I suppose they put out a couple of them on the PlayStation 1, didn't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. But Skyrim... Well, I guess it wouldn't be Xbox. Yeah. yeah. Skyrim was established franchise as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you got all these established franchises that play it safe a lot did of I times. Mention, did I mention Condemned? Yes. Yes. I know I did, but more people should have played Condemned because it's such an awesome game. I'm starting a petition to bring back Condemned franchise. On Twitter Which, right now. They only had two, right? Do it. Do it. The yeah. First and second. Yep. The second. That was the like, launch title for Xbox 360? Second wasn't as good. Okay. See, I, I don't think I've ever played them, but they were free on Xbox Game Pass, possibly. At least, I feel like the first was free on Xbox Game Pass. It might have been. Yeah. But to Maybe. me, I always thought that that was Zero Killers Hunting You. While you're like at different forensic places, no, it's trying to figure out. yeah. I'm, we've wasted enough time on condemn, but I'll bring it up at least three times more over the course of this show. But go play it. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm sure you could go to your local used game store and get it for six dollars, and it's so well worth a playthrough. Oh, yeah, that yeah, the game is old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> old yes, enough to be older. that cheap. Yes. Yeah, way cheap. Now, <laughs> Carrington's like, why did I invite you here? <laughs> now I'm lost in thought. Like, what was I saying again? <laughs> that Condemned is awesome. Um, Yeah, like, historically speaking, that, I guess, <laughs> killer game that most people talk about, generally speaking, doesn't happen at launch. It usually happens, um, I, I, I misspoke earlier when I said it, uh, they generally don't, try something mid-cycle that's usually when they will try a big hitter is mid-cycle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah i just don't get that argument when people say oh i don't i didn't see anything that sways me now they're something gonna, that's interesting oh go ahead kyle so they're going to release stuff that's going to be appetizing to your eyes so they're going to release Forza. Mm-hmm. they're going to release gran turismo and then they're going to mm-hmm. each release some first party game whether it's halo or whether it's uncharted or i don't know something naughty dog puts out for playstation it's all going to be appetizing to our eyes to persuade us either by one or the other well that's the miles morales spider-man game that Sony's going to throw at us is going to be that type of a thing for him and if people aren't going to jump all over that granted it's not a true sequel to the spider-man game but it'll still be well worth a playthrough we all know we all played spider-man we all love spider-man like it's going to be a good time same thing with forza fun solid racing game it's going to look absolutely mind-blowingly gorgeous and we're all going to love it. Halo is mm-hmm. going to be out shortly thereafter. Everybody's going to jump all over it and love it. And I'm going to go, what? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. In in the uh, the interesting thing about this generation that so Sony's going to try the formula that I already laid out. A bunch of fran- established franchises come coming from third parties and trying out some new things. And they have like one or two established franchises that are coming out as well. Uh, like Ratchet and Clank, I think is coming out within launch window. Xbox, is that? I think so. Huh. I'm sold. I love Ratchet and Clank. Um, 
Microsoft is doing something different. They have zero established franchises coming out within the launch window. They are all new IPs, every single one of them. Hmm. That'll be fun. That will be fun. And I I know, I know this is going to happen and no one's mention it until... No, no one's going to mention this because no one ever talks about this. We are going to come out with probably, I'm going to say, two or three of them that will be generation-defining, like a Halo or um, a Condemned or SSX or whatever. You know, it's they're going to come out of this 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 bunch of titles that they've decided to work on within the launch window. It's going to happen. So I, I think one of those games, has Cyberpunk 2077 been a confirmed game for this generation, or is it strictly next generation? It's both. Both. If you get it on the Xbox One, you automatically get the Xbox One X version as well Mm -hmm. uh, for free. And I believe, wasn't that delayed until like November 17th, which weirdly enough is what, seven days after the reported launch date of the new Xbox One X slash S? Yes. Okay. So I feel like that is going to be the defying game of, of like, I don't know. It'll be a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. So, you have people playing it on Xbox One and then Xbox One at, or Xbox One X? Series, Series X. X. Series X. Yeah. yeah. And then side by side will be completely different. A completely different game. Just like the uh, Destiny was. Mm-hmm. Vanilla Destiny. Which you play it on Xbox One or you play it on Xbox 360. You could tell a distinct difference between the game itself. I forgot those games were on PS3 slash 360. Right. Destiny was. Because yeah. that, that was one of the reasons different. why I got an Xbox One was to play Destiny. It was, yeah, it was a what different game. Destiny. You know, that, that Bungie game, you know, about space. That That's not called Halo. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> uh, and this is the, and if it wasn't for that, I would have never met you, Kyle. No, because all right. Well. Wait, does our entire friendship go back to Destiny? It does. Basically, yes. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. All I have to say is this. <laughs> so, Carrington and I played Destiny together when I was on a beach trip. I think it was 2016, maybe 2015. I want to say but 2015. We go back to Phil and I go back to it was February of 2016 on. No, it was no, 2017. Carrington was with us that night because you guys no. both joined in. Was it just you? It was, it was just, just Kyle. Yeah, because he told me who, he, who, what he did. And I was like, what? And then <laughs> Kyle made sure to include me next time. I'll be damned. Yep. It was a good night. You say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was going to carry both of you on my back as Reinhardt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whoa, what? Ugh, never mind. I'm not even going to speculate that one. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay. okay. Um, what was I going to say? I think, yeah, I think Cyberpunk 27, 2077 will be the GT of next gen where it just lasts like two or three generations and you but won't see it go away. That's the thing. GTA and Witcher both are switching over to next generation. Yes. Yeah, Witcher so, 3 is carrying over too. And if you guys haven't played that, take the 255 hours and play that game. It's wonderful. Appreciate I, you yeah. holding back words. <laughs> <laughs> you know, since I started doing a podcast with other people, I've gotten a lot better at catching words as they're words. sitting on the yeah. tip of my lip and tongue. 
I mean, uh, on the Nindy Focus podcast, I'm about 90 coins away from an extra life. Let's put it that way. <laughs> or Roger. We should have Roger on. I should have. I didn't even think about that. I just thought, I need to record. I need to record now. Let's go. Yeah. You know what's really bad is the poor people listening to this now get to hear what it is that we go through almost every night when we're playing <laughs> video games together. Just random nonsense coming out of our mouths with mm-hmm. no sense of anything, except I'm not swearing and nobody's yelling behind you to your left. Oh, <laughs> leap. Like, it's we're just, just our like really. all of it. Yeah. <laughs> nice save. Uh, let's carry on. Um, so my, my plan personally, when it comes to the next gen, I'm not going to get it during this holiday, but probably I'll, I will have one by this time next year, though, for sure. Yeah. If I can find one day one, I'll have one day one. Nice. I'm with you, Phil. And I've been the last week I've been entertaining the idea of streaming more. So to upgrade my PC and stuff and get a external capture card. Mm hmm. Has been on my forefront the last couple weeks. Nice. So I could stream new content coming out for the Xbox One or Xbox Series X. Or so S. knowing you guys, are you, are you guys going to get with the disc drive the X or the are you going to get the S? The S is so pretty, but the X just is beefy. Yeah, yeah. and it's got more power behind it too. Right. Yeah, but I so, know you guys both mainly get your games digitally, right? Right. Yep. So I was wondering if maybe you'd be leaning the other direction just due to that. And on top of that, the saving a rumored $200. So explain to me the difference between the X and the S as far as more than just the the disk drive goes. It's less powerful from what Carrington and I were discussing beforehand. I couldn't give you specs because you know me. I'm not a spec guy. I don't understand what the heck they're talking about. Right. So for, for me... I was going to say the biggest difference between the two, the Series S cannot do 4K. Um, everything will be scaled up to do 4K if you have a 4K television. But if you have a, if you have a 1080p TV, you're, you're not going to see. I mean, it's it'll work fine just on something like that. Whereas the Xbox Series X will do 4K natively. There will be no upscaling involved. So for me personally, if I were to stream and get into the world of streaming. The S is appealing, mm-hmm. but um, we've got new TVs throughout the house, so the yep. X itself is just, I don't know, I feel like it's its worth the extra money. Yeah, man, if I've got a 4K TV, which I do, I want the 4K coming out of my, my system. Right. Likewise. And that's that's why I'm going to get an X, uh, and I'm, I'll probably skip the S, and something that Microsoft is doing also, you can pay it in installments as well if you want to. I think the Series S is 20 bucks a month and the Series X is 30 bucks a month. And that right. includes an Xbox Live Gold subscription or Game Pass subscription. Sorry. So it's like a cable That's not company. bad, actually. It's not. What's never mind. I'm not going to get the logistics of the interest rate and all that kind of good stuff on it. I have no idea. They just they just announced prices. So I don't know like when that eventually goes away, like what happens after two years of paying that price or whatever it is, how long it's going to take. I have no idea. Or can you pay it off early? I don't know. They haven't said, they just said that options out there though. Hmm. And if you pay it off early, then does it, never mind. I was yeah, saying, does I, it cut off know. like your ultimate, their ultimate game pass? Like if you, 
maybe pay like three payments on it. You get your thing and then you pay the additional $450 or whatever still left on it. Do you still get the ultimate game pass throughout the remainder of what you sh- excuse me, should have been paying or uh, yeah, I, nobody knows yet. I, yeah, that, I, that's, those are questions that do interest me. Cause if that's the case, I might try to get one at launch, but my priorities right now is to upgrade my GPU. Because like I said, in the outset, when we started, I've been getting into VR lately. So that's, I need I definitely need a new GPU to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, well, that was a hell of a space of dead air. <laughs> that was, yeah. I'm like, oh, where do I go from there? I was expecting someone to say something. I don't know like, what a GPU is. You know this, man. Oh, You're talking technical. A new I'm going to go with card. graphical per unit. You're mm. very close. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, a graphical processing unit. Uh, oh, yeah. I was only off by one word. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, you're good. Um why do people even listen to me talk about video games when I've got no idea what any of the stuff means? It's very entertaining to not only have you on, but to listen back to it once I'm done with it. I'm like, this is why I love Phil. He's just an amazing guy, and I love him so much. Shut up, Carrington. <laughs> That's my comeback. <laughs> um, and I, I got nothing else, guys. Unless you guys have something else. I mean, I'm excited for next gen. I'm going to wait for a couple of things like i'm i just bought my first madden a few months ago the first time in 15 years and i got madden 20 why did you buy it just join ea access uh because <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> well okay so here's the thing i did have ea access for a while um and i found myself not really playing very many games on it so i i just ended the subscription I'm like i'll pay 20 bucks for madden 20 like it's not that big of a deal yeah but if you pay the 30 dollars a year for ea access you can get your madden you can get your fifa you can get your nhl and we mm-hmm. could do like be a promo and stuff like that and we could be like quarterback wide receiver tandem and we could play online and we could talk smack at other people it'd be a lot of fun no that's that true. you have access to star wars titanfall that's okay. dead space all that kind of good stuff, stuff is there dude like the 30 but i hate to give ea any kind of a pat on the back because they're <laughs> ea and Everybody hates EA right now, and they're not as terrible as everybody likes to make them out to be. But seriously, or not 30 bucks a month, 30 bucks a year. For 30 bucks a year, you get all this. Sure, you get the sports game six years later, but man, the back catalog that's there, even Mirror's Edge, granted Catalyst, from what I understand, sucks. I haven't touched it yet. Mm -hmm. But dude, flipping Peggle's on there, and Peggle is one of the best nonsensical, I've had three too many beers, I'm just going to throw some balls at things game Mm -hmm. that there is around. I'll think about it. I, like I said, I did have it. I, did. I will Venmo you $30 to get EA access for the year, for the love of God. Because <laughs> uh, I know I've played... The problem is, like, the games I want to play, I, I've already played them and I own them, like Battlefront 2. I have it, and I own it. And same with the Titanfall series. Yeah, you paid $60 for it. I paid my I 30 did. for the year and got it for nothing. That's fair. Gosh, that's actually kind of nice. And on top of that, I could go upstairs and I could go download both FIFA, or not both, but FIFA, NHL, and Madden 20 right now. Mm, You know what? That sounds sounds more enticing the more you talk about it, too. See? EA, hire me. Boom. I just threw something else. Which, by the way, maybe I'll cover this on the next mini. I haven't decided yet. But There's I no money about this. We're now maxi at this, this point. Is, We've been going on for a while. 
Because I have an idea <laughs> to make sports now. games. I have an idea to make sports games free to play and how it would work. And you All need right. EA because they're the ones that have most of the licenses besides baseball. That's next week's episode. There you go. Boom. Wait, we're doing this weekly? I mean, you guys are doing this weekly and I'll join if you need me to. Uh, of course. <laughs> Kyle's like, I got kids, man. Yeah, I can't do this weekly. A lot of kids. A lot of kids. Are you, uh, at, are you at more than two? No, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. I, I do have a question. So out of Next Generation, um, what games or what franchise do you want to see excel the most? Like, what do you want to be like that pop franchise for you for the next generation? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Uh, you know what I'd like to see make a comeback? Hmm. Bioshock. It does need to, make, it needs to make a comeback. You're right. I would also like to see uh, Condemned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're into the horror FPS? Yeah, horror FPSs are awesome. Which is why I wanted to play Resident Evil 7 in virtual reality, but I don't have one of those gimmicks for the PlayStation, or Resident oh. Evil 7 for the PlayStation. Yeah, that... Yeah, you should pick that up. Oh, Alright, I'll be right back. Carrington? Hello, neighbor. Okay, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> wow. No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, What established franchise do I want to continue? Um... That's a very good question. The problem with Microsoft, if it if it's not Halo or Forza, they don't have that many franchises they pay attention to. It doesn't Gears have to be. It doesn't have to be War. Oh, that's right. Gears is the other one. It doesn't have to be exclusive. I just okay. want something dedicated to next generation that would uh, maybe break the barriers from previous generations. Beyond Good and Evil. Too. Okay, that's a good one because I've got an answer for that too. Okay, I'd like to see Rockstar do something that isn't Red Dead or GTA or table tennis. What if they brought table tennis back, dude? Table tennis was a lot of fun, it but brought. it's not what I necessarily want out of a Rockstar game. I want Bully. that big, stupid, all-encompassing open-world goodness. Bully. I'd, I'd go for another bully. I would love yeah. another bully. Oh man, me too. That oh Midnight Club. I mean, yep. I'd like another Midnight Club. I'm surprised they haven't, because Midnight Club 3 was amazing. So, for me, it would be another Tony Hawk game. But, because Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remaster is my jam lately. I've absolutely loved that game. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like for them to blend in their their, um, game style with Skate for Next Generation. So like an open world, but you go to sections and you get that two minute time limit to go bang out a bunch of stuff. Right. Thank you. Yes. That right. could work, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'd be all about that. Like you hit yeah. the, your next little skate park or like hop into skate, uh, like known area, a parking lot or whatever that people just go to or underneath the freeway. And you go and you got your two minutes to bang a bunch yes. of stuff out and collect your nine different things. Move on to the next location. You can freestyle your entire way there and then do your. Do your next one. Yeah, I'd get but, into that. But not only that, because skate was so technical to the skateboard mm-hmm. aspect. Like, you know, you could rotate your, your thumbsticks to do a specific trick instead of mm-hmm. hitting buttons and not being unrealistic. Like, hitting that realistic aspect of skating itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would absolutely love that. And I think Tony Hawk has redeemed themselves from their previous game of uh, THPS 5. 
Yeah, that was the most recent one. That they could do that now. Maybe they could do a remaster of three and four, and then and go on to doing their own thing. Well, the undergrounds were good too. Those were all mm-hmm. of the games. I, mm-hmm, yeah. I love those games, but they could come out with something new where they could blend into a more technical game of of a more realistic skating experience. I don't know. It would be the mesh between skate and Toto Expert Skater. I'd get into that. You know what would work too is if you there was like a <laughs> ongoing online aspect to where maybe you could play with your friends and show mm-hmm. off your tricks and stuff too. And right. I mean that's the, what the skate community is about too. And you yeah. have the, the technology to do kind of like that kind of stuff now. Well, yeah. I think if they kind of blended what we're talking about with like the GTA aspect of how like GTA Five is continuously evolving and is sold sixty five jillion copies over the course of two different console life cycles. And they can keep adding on to it and adding on to it. It would it make things a lot different, and it would keep the garden growing, for lack of a better term. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh my I'm gosh! In. The GTA start the games of service aspect. I just realized that they've been going on since the 360. Yeah, GTA Five has been happening since the 360, and they keep evolving and keep adding things, and people still keep coming back, and it makes the top ten NPD almost every single month because. Rockstar is hitting all those notes, which is why we're not getting a new Rockstar game anytime soon. Oh my I mean, gosh, we have them to blame for crappy games of service games. No, we have the companies that are putting out the crappy games to service That's games true. to blame for the crappy games to service games. Good companies right. are putting out the good ones. I mean, Destiny 2, as much as I'm not going to say many good things about it, is also still going on and continuing to evolve yeah. as well. Right. It's a matter of how it's handled and how it's produced. Looking at you, Anthem, you're awful. Be better. <laughs> I thought they were going to blow that entire thing up and restart it again. I think that's the plan. I don't know. <laughs> right but, now, there's three guys sitting around EA just pounding bottles of whiskey trying to think of how they can like redeem that entire game, and nobody's got an actual solid idea to it. That game's fun. Like Flying around is fun. And then you play it, and it's absolute trash. It's garbage. The only good thing about that is you get to fly around like Iron Man. Other than that, it's garbage. Well, in that case, just go get the Iron Man VR for the PS4 and be yep. actually Iron Man and call it a flipping day. Yep. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that was that was a good question, Kyle. I like that a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, what that's would you like to see? Guys. New co- Oh, come on, man. I got one question. All right. Yeah, now that you've had your one good idea of the year, you're out. <laughs> um, what would you like to see new consoles do that the current ones don't? More crossplay. Yes. Well, that's that. not necessarily, well, that is up to them, but. Mm-hmm. I want to, because I want to be able to play, um, I, have, I have a select friends that play PS4, and I have, obviously, you guys play Xbox. I play everything, man. Don't even throw me into that. Well, bus. I yeah, you do, but you're one of the only people that you know kind of generated around between consoles. Mm-hmm. I would like a world of crossplay between everything. I would like to put my Tonox Pro Skater with people on Xbox and PS4 and would, PC. Would be nice. Yeah, would and be nice. Switch whenever Switch gets up to 4K and you know all that. Whenever stuff. Switch has a working online service. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got a show that talks all about how great the Switch is. So Switch is awesome. <laughs> uh, I would love to see 
I feel like both stores are a nightmare to go through to find. They are. I would love to see that streamlined so much. And I will say Xbox Game Pass helps a lot in deciding, oh, I think I'm going to download this thing. But if Mm -hmm. I want to find a completely new thing, it is nearly impossible to find anything in either of those stores that's new. And that's not even talking about the dumpster fire that's the Switch the Switch store. That's even oh, worse. Yeah, it's bad. It's good, but it's bad, too, because sometimes you can find, like, really good gems in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've about these things. <laughs> yeah, but even, even both those stores, they're just like, what, what are you guys doing? Because even, like, I mean, Steam's helped, uh, has evolved a lot over the years. It, it used to be really bad, but now they have it kind of down to one of those, like, Oh, these are the kinds of games we think you're interested in playing based on your purchases and what you tend to play while while you're here. And I'm like, I can get on board with something like that, but no one's doing that right now except for Steam. Steam doesn't do it very well. It still needs has room for improvement, but at least it's trying it. Yeah, that's pretty slick. I'd like to see that. Like, this is the style of game you play. Like, especially on the Xbox. Like, if it took and it read my profile and my achievements and time spent in games and was like oh, you played a buttload of this, like, maybe you might want to think about checking out this. I'd be like, you know, for $8.50, I will check that out. Yeah, absolutely. In a heartbeat. But no. Right now, we're we're stuck with what we have. And I'm hoping that that's what I hope for in the future. Because, I mean, there's a ton of games that are outside either of our knowledge of games that I'm sure we're missing out on, which is why we do shows like this. Um, but still, even then, they're I, still hard to find. Completely agreed. Yep. Phil? I said completely agreed. Damn it. What more do you want? No, you, you, an answer to your own question. Oh, yeah. Cool. We got it. Oh, I don't have one. Uh, what do I yeah, want I, these I, systems I, to do? Uh, yeah. I, I just covered like six bad words right there, you guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, you know, the one thing that I really do like that the new system, at least the Xbox for sure that I know is doing mm-hmm. is the ability to have multiple games running at the same time to be able to pop back and forth between them. Because sometimes I'm lazy and I just don't like to shut games down, mm-hmm. uh, which probably would have made like a very high list of my priorities as to what I would like to see. Because again, like if I've been playing car soccer with you guys or I've been playing overwatch with you guys and we just want to switch back and forth, like there's that period of time that goes by for like four minutes as the next goes, next game is going to load which sometimes mm-hmm. buys us enough time to run to the bathroom or to the refrigerator, whatever we have to do. But it would also just be nice to be like, you know, I just went to the bathroom. I just grabbed a bag of chips. Like, I just want to fire this thing up. Yep. I feel like PlayStation handles that a lot better as far as just loading a game back up. Is it quicker on the PlayStation when you're switching between a handful of games? Can you have more than one game open at a time, I should say? No, but... um. I like the way that they, well, Xbox is the same thing. I feel like you turn the PlayStation off and turn back on and go right back to where you were playing the game before. Xbox never stood out to me that way. No, it definitely goes through all of the big loading screens again. Which no one talks something no one talks about. Even if you buy physical, the PS4 still installs it the way Xbox does. But no one talks about it. But I think it's because it does it better. You mean loudly and for a long period of time? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I, get, I feel like I get in the game quicker when I as opposed to buying physical on Xbox. That's yeah, because it gets you to that point where you can actually start in a game. Like the PlayStation yeah. will get you to the point where like you can actually hit the go button. You can go. You'll have limited access to the features, which right. is pretty pretty 
slick. Uh, that's one thing that I'd like to see, honestly. Not that you don't need to install a game, but and I know it's not possible, but faster install times because, God, man, yeah. it really sucks when you buy like a 100 gigabyte game and you're just stoked to go and play it. Even if you buy it off of the store and you're like, all right, awesome, I bought this. And then you sit there twiddling your thumbs for the next four and a half hours going, well, crap, I guess I'm going to bed now and I'll start this tomorrow, even though I really want to play it tonight. But hey, at least I got a couple mm-hmm. of wins in whatever game I was playing. That's yeah. what I want to see is faster install times, damn it. There you go. And here's the thing. Steam, for me, downloads beautifully. I can download a game that's 50 gigs in less than 30 minutes, but why do my consoles take hours to do the same amount? Plug them in. Hardwire them, man. They, they are go. hardwired. Oh, all right. I got no other answer. Uh, <laughs> double hardwire. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I, I just feel like their servers are wonky if I'm trying to download something that's brand spanking new. Have you uh, tried to unplug your modem for 30 seconds and plug it back in? Uh, you know, maybe I'll try that next time. You know, so. <laughs> Speaking to the IT guy who's never tried anything like that before. Question number one, you always have to ask it, right? Or have it asked of you, I should say. All the time. That is my, that the, the show IT crowd, you know, that is my life. I don't know what an IT crowd is. It's a great show, and there's a running gag in it. And there they go, hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? That is my <laughs> life. Is that by um, Stephen King? <laughs> yes, yes, it is, a, it, is, it is a horror. It is a psychological horror because I live, <laughs> <'Cause> I live it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for joining me on this crazy and wacky journey. I can't wait to release this. Gosh, I can't wait to release this. I blame Kyle for everything that happened tonight. Uh, it just popped up randomly. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I can't remember. Did you say it on recording, uh, Phil? What? About how you wanted Kyle here? Yeah, but then he showed up and I didn't want him here anymore. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> uh, I miss you guys. I know. Nice. I miss you guys. <laughs> Kyle, you know I say it with love. Yeah, I'll say a lot of things with love when we play Rocket League here in five minutes. <laughs> uh, and with that, follow us on all of our various social media stuff, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, definitely check out our YouTube channel. Um, I just dropped a D&D episode today, and Donovan and I have still been... Do not disturb. Do not disturb. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's great. Uh, Cody's involved in it, as well as a couple other people. Uh, seriously, though, it's role-playing Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, we're having fun with it. It's something new we're trying out. Definitely check it out. YouTube only. No, no. I released it here as well. But video versions on Um, Where is here that you just released it? You said you released it here as well. Where are we? We're in the audio space. Audio Uh, space only. Wait, there's an audio broadcast of D&D? Yes, sir. I I, I literally... I, I dropped it six hours ago. Do you do voices? Uh... A little bit. We're still like in the middle of like trying to figure things out, getting our feet wet. Um, but Jordan does a couple of voices. I do accents more so than I do voices in that. that accent is a voice. Um, I mean, I haven't I haven't done anything like that in a while. So definitely bear with me as I get my feet wet because I haven't done any of that kind of stuff in like over six years. So it's almost like starting all over again. Who's your DM? It's been I a while. Am. It's been a while. Oh, I just almost and rage quit. And it came from <laughs> Kyle this time. Not even <laughs> no. 
Um, definitely check us out on good old Anchor, Google Podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, anywhere podcast or Pod- Podbean or Podbean. We're on yeah, Podbean, though, but we like, are. barely, barely. And with that, everyone, have a rad day. <laughs> <laughs>